Welcome to the 120 Podcast. I am your host, Tommy West. Uh, this week, I'm really excited about this. Uh, everyone I've spoken to so far in the podcast have been friends and artists I've met over the years. This person is a true friend and a colleague, someone who went from being my intern or even just meeting her on our interview to be my intern, which we'll talk about, uh, to being this larger than life radio personality that she is today she is sweet she is funny she is my good friend and i'm really excited to catch up with her and share our conversation with you this is rita nasser i know you live in the city yes i live in the city but i decided to come to my parents house one because i didn't want to be stuck in the city by myself and two because um i didn't want to be stuck in the city by myself yeah. <laughs> I, it's, I mean, the, yeah. the New York City is like scary right now. Yeah. Well, I'm in Brooklyn still. Uh, if yeah. You can't How has it been there? It's scary. You're right. Yeah. Like it's um, <clears throat> I have like a I have like a mask to put on. Yeah. And I left the house for the first time in over a month just the other day because I wanted to make pizza. So I had to go buy I had to go buy sauce and cheese. Um, have you ever bought dough from a pizzeria? Yeah, I have. Isn't well, that the best? It it's is. like eight dollars. Yeah, because like they have like the ones in the grocery stores you can buy, right? Yeah. Which are just like these, and and I was convinced in my mind that if I if I try to do it myself, I could do it better than that. And I've done it from the pizzeria too, where you just like buy a like they just throw it in a bag or whatever, and and it seems like it's they're not prepared for it whatsoever. It's just like a random plastic bag. They just toss it in, like yeah, there's some dough, and then just yeah. take it home. Um, so good, but um, yeah, tonight I made I made pizza for the first time from like like. I've, I've done like quick recipes where it's like you just make the dough and then throw it in the oven and do all that. But this is the first time I got like the active yeast and all that stuff. And then mm, oh. I made it yesterday and then let it rise overnight. And then oh, wow, you did the you did the legit thing. Yeah. I never done that before. I, was, wow. I, I felt like I'm not really Italian after after all these years unless I actually <laughs> did that. So um, but wait. Yeah, it's it's weird, like picking up <clears throat> hobbies that you just like never expected. Yeah. And I, I've been like rollerblading around the block, which again, I'm happy to be in the suburbs doing that because in the city I'd be so scared. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say. It was like, well, I left my house and I went like just down the corner, like not far at all. I'm wearing my mask and everything. And then people are just coming like still close to you. It's like, I just know. stay back. You know? know, there's, there's some people out there who just don't care at yeah. all. They just don't care. And I, I feel like now they're getting a little bit stricter with masks and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I went to the supermarket the other day and they, they literally turned someone away because they weren't wearing a mask. Yeah. And I was like, good, this should be, you know, this should be the case. They say if everyone wears a mask, the chances of anyone contracting it is like 1.5%. Yeah. Which is much better than anything else. Yeah. But it's gotta be, but Long Island's not a bad place to be though. Right. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The good thing is, it's it's nice to be in like a house and yeah. be able to have like different rooms to go in. I'm yeah. currently in my parents' <laughs> closet. <laughs> but what's, what's funny is like when this all started, my family was like, "Oh, just come up, come upstate," and I was like, "Yeah, but there's no like Amazon deliveries there. <laughs> like, I can't just get Amazon Prime now and just have like groceries delivered to me like in an afternoon." So that was the main reason I stayed was. Just convenience. Amazon of, Prime. Yes. Amazon <laughs> Prime is the reason I stayed in New York City. Um, but that's how I've been doing all my groceries and stuff. Like, I'm like, yeah. I, have, I didn't leave the house for a full month 
I was a recluse. Um, how 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 has your son been with this? Is he just confused or is he just happy to have his parents home? No, he's fine. I got him. He has Xbox. He's totally yeah. he's content. <laughs> um, that was, that was the thing. It was like when all this started, I was like, all right, I've been promising you for a long time. Like, I'll get you like build a quote unquote gaming room for you. And we got yeah. him like the chair and we got him like a TV and everything and set him all up with like all the things to um, make him a content kid at home. But he's just like, like every once in a while, he'll just come out and be like, oh, yeah, I miss being outside. But then he goes yeah. right back to like wanting to play video games. Yeah. So, so he's fine. That's, he's the, my that's kid. the easy thing about having a son. Uh, yeah. Just put him in front of a, a video game and they're happy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what are you doing to keep busy? You, you mentioned hobbies. What do you, are you trying? Yeah, anything? So I've been, I've been trying to cook a little bit only because I guess I realized I, I was eating out so much when I was living in the city, Yeah. Uh, at least twice a day. I, it's funny. A lot of people are saying they've gained weight being at home. I've yeah. lost weight being at home Yeah. because uh, I was eating out so much, like yeah. so often. And it's, you know, regardless, even if you try to eat, eat healthy at a restaurant, they, they do something to make it taste good. Like, <laughs> or I'll always have like fries on the side or yeah. whether it's a soda or even if I get a salad, like like that chicken was probably marinated in, in butter for three days. Like you just never know. So like I've been trying to cook and trying to come up with like healthier alternatives. And yeah. I, I guess that's one thing that's been really, that's been really good. Yeah. Uh, and then another thing I've been rollerblading a lot, which is something I haven't done since I was like probably 10. Yeah. Uh, and it was funny cause I put them on and uh, I, I was just able to go back out there. Like I wasn't like, uh oh! Like this is not going to be uh this is not going to be good. It was it was just perfect. It was like it was literally like riding a bike. You put them on, and yeah. I've been really enjoying that. It's been nice to be outside, and yeah. I guess that's the only thing that's really like getting me through it. And my my best yeah. friend actually lives across the street from me, so we'll just like go on six feet away walks, <laughs> which that's what I look forward to nowadays. Yeah, well, she's across. He or she is across the street. That you can just do like like two tin cans and a string. You yeah, do that. Yeah. <laughs> Old we, honestly, we've, we've lived across the street from each other for a really long time. We've yeah. always wanted to do that. Yeah. Um, you were one of the people I, I remember talking to about even like starting this podcast like forever yeah. ago. I was like, yeah, there are people like I'm afraid to reach out to. Like I'm like reluctant. <laughs> and I think I just sent you a text like, uh, hey, want to be on my podcast? Like just, I don't well, know. I don't I know saw- how I... I saw that you started and I just stalked the crap out of you. I like went, I like went in, I like followed the account, liked yeah. every photo. And I was like, and then, uh, you know, by the time you reached out to me, you're like, you want to be on it? I was like, absolutely. Yeah. So I guess backstory, I can, I, I can mention this, but, yeah. um, you know, f- I guess five years ago now, six yeah. years ago, I, I was your intern. You're yeah. the one who got me into, you know, talking on the air and radio yeah. and all that stuff. So it's, it's cool to be back on the air with you. Yeah, well, it's it's funny. Like, so I remember when I interviewed you. I think it, I think it came up during the interview, or maybe it was after. But I remember um, <clears throat> when I was when I was like a teenager, I was like a nerd, and I fell in love with radio. And I was like, yeah. oh man, that's what I want to do. I want to be on the radio. And um, and I lived in New York City, and I, I started like trying to find like books or something that like talked about like how do you how do you get into radio? Like, I don't know how this works. And um, and there were some like random books where it's like just go to your local radio station and be like, Hey, I'm interested in being on the radio. And like, maybe they'll let you like, like sweep the floors. And that's great. If you live in like Idaho in like some small market, but I'm like, yeah, but it's like Z 100. It's like the biggest radio station in all of the United States. Like it's like a major media conglomerate. They're not going to let me sweep the floors. It's a union job. Like it's not, that's not how that works. Right. Like New York being the number one market for radio. It's like, 
And yeah, and so and so what that led me to do is I was like, all right, and I found um in in my high school they had um like those band practice rooms like where like you can go with like your instrument and it's like you know it's completely soundproof and and they were using it for storage and my little mind is like oh wow like that's like a radio studio and so i like i was like can i use this to like make a radio station and they're like yeah whatever you clean it out you can do whatever the hell you want with it and then someone was like hey you can't just randomly be in here they're like, it's not like a club or anything. I'm like, all right, well, how do I do that? And then I basically ended yeah. up starting up like a radio like station at my high school just because I'm like, I just want to use the soundproof room because it's cool. And right. um, and then when I interviewed you, um, you were like, oh, yeah, I, like I wanted to get into radio and I didn't know how. And uh, I helped start the radio station at my college. Yeah, because I yeah, just, it's it's funny because whenever you talk to someone about like being in radio, it's it's like the most random story. Like their starting story is so random usually. And like, I guess the way I started out, like I was like, I won a contest and then I went to a radio station and then I fell in love with the radio station. Then from there I was like, Ooh, what can I do more? I'm like the same thing. Like, should I sweep the floors? Is that where I should start? And I was like, (laughs) and then they were like, no, maybe you should like join your school radio station. And then I look and I'm like, that doesn't exist. They're like, well, figure something out. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll start it. I'll start it. <laughs> and by the way, by the way, I forgot about that part too. I didn't realize that was the, I, I forgot that was the same story I had. I won a contest from Z100 to go to their uh, anniversary party. Oh my God. Uh, at the empire state building. And I, and I was just like standing and it wasn't, that's the thing. Like all the radio contests are like tickets to concerts and things yeah. like that. This was like, Oh, come to the radio station. You won. Like that's, yeah. that's the prize. You get to come yep. and, just come and just hang out yeah yeah and so that led me to that so and that's what it was it was like oh wow okay you so you won a radio contest and then you fell in love with radio after that and you were like that's what i want to do and then you ended up starting a radio station at your school i was like that's literally my story yeah it was the exact same story so um and yeah i remember just like telling everyone like oh my god she this girl's gonna be like famous like she's gonna be um she's going to be something because you just had that spirit. Like you were just like energetic and you were grounded and all these things that like you put the little formula together. It's like, Oh yeah, that's a person that you want to, not only do you like has the talent, but also like you just want to see succeed. You know, I think I, I say this to a lot of people now who will like ask me my story and stuff. And I'm like, you know, the thing is like with the radio, to be honest, like it's a teachable thing. But yeah. the thing is, like you have to be patient enough and you have to have that passion. Yeah. And if you don't have that, like you have to be able to be willing to like go hand out stickers at a CVS and yeah. you have to be willing to do that for a year. And yeah. then, you know, think maybe one day this will get me to where I want to be. Yeah. And I think it's really easy for your passion to die when you're like, where's the light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah. And I think in that situation I kind of saw like an end goal and I was like you know what like I'm I was I guess 19 years old at the time and I was like I'm gonna just show everyone like how much passion I have and how much love for this I've like really I've I've grown to love doing this so so much and um I when I when I talk to people now when I interview um potential interns or talk to college students about this, I can tell right away, like if they're going to make it in yeah. this industry, because you can see by their passion, I'm like, yeah. you can't just be like, Oh yeah. You know what? I want to be on the air. Yeah. Okay. What are you going to do to get there? <laughs> well, I'll just get a job. And no, that's not how it yeah. works. 
And that was yeah. the, I remember like when we, when I did my interview with you, it was in like the lobby of, of the, of the place I worked and you were just like looking around in awe, like your mouth, like your jaw had dropped and you're like, wow. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I was like, yeah, whatever. It's just the lobby. But you were so thrilled to see it. And then coming out of that, I remember, uh, I had a conversation with someone. They're like, oh, I don't know. I was like, no, 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 no. Like you could see it on her face. Like she's yeah. going to be like it. it, it Cause it, the thing is like, you know, yeah, there were people, there were interns I had over the years who were just like, oh, I just want to be here to be famous. I'm going to be famous yeah. one day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, yep. like that's, that's a, that's a consequence possibly of, yeah. of being passionate about the job and, and like the, the, you know, this for sure. For sure. Like a lot of a lot of like whether it's podcasting, whether it's radio, like I said, that stuff is teachable. Like yeah. if it's 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 stuff that I can teach. You know, my if, if I sat long enough with my with my little sister, like I can yeah. teach her to do the technical things. Yeah. But there's just certain things that like you won't be you you just won't be able to take if you don't have that love and passion for it. I, I say this to my best friend about like teaching too. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure anyone can go to school and become a teacher, but once you become a teacher, if you don't have that passion to teach kids and be with kids and have that patience, then like there's no way you're gonna you're gonna make yeah. it. Yeah, and it's it's really funny. Like one of my first jobs, like I, I did this the same stuff you talked about, right? Like the sticker stops. Uh, I I worked for the first station I ever worked for was actually in Long Island. Um, which was WBLI. And I remember I had yeah. to wear like their, their colors for the station were like purple. So they had these t-shirts that were full purple that they used to say, like the interns are the ones dressed like Barney. Um, <laughs> and I did sticker stops and all that. And I, and, and for me, I didn't think about, I'm going to show them. I was just like, Oh, I'm, I just love being here. So I'll do yeah. anything it takes to just be in the door. And I remember, um, there was like one roadblock I hit and, and I was, and I was young and immature and I didn't know how to handle it, which was just like, there was someone else who was also just as passionate about radio as me. And that dude came in and, and all of a sudden he became the person that was doing things that I wasn't doing. And then I, and then, uh, and then I just like, lo- I didn't lose interest, but I was like, Oh wow, this is like very cutthroat and this is hard. And this yeah. is, uh, and it's, and my, my base drive isn't enough. And then I just mm-hmm. walked away and I left radio for a couple of years too uh, right. because of that. And, uh, but, and that's, I think also why through that, through that time I had people uh, who I considered like really close friends or mentors that like championed me and got me like a, my first job in radio and things like that. And that's why, you know, I had said over the years to you, I was like, no, like, <clears throat> I know someone like you comes along once in a very blue moon and I know what, what I cared about and what, like to this day I look back and I'm like, that person was amazing to me. I regret treating this person like that (laughs) and all those things. And I was like, Oh, you know what? I, I want to be the person, the best for Rita Mm -hmm. and I want to do everything in my power to help her be as good as she can be because I know that's there. It's just like, it's, it's someone else to vouch for you, which sometimes you just need that. You, I, you know, it's funny. I've done a few panels about like radio and just the music industry in general. And for, first of all, not to get all like male, female on this, yeah. but it's, it's a male dominated industry. There's a lot of, there's a lot of males in, in the music yeah. industry and that that's number one. And number two, there's, you know, a lot, when people are older, they just instantly 
get more respect. You know, when you're a 19, 20 year old girl, like coming into this, they're like, oh, she's just like a little girl just trying to, you know, meet famous people or do do whatever. And yeah. it's like once you find that one mentor who is in a higher up position and really, really believes in you and is able to give you that chance and is is the one pushing you like the amount of times you threw me in a studio and you're like, I don't care what you do. Just go record. I, I tell yeah. this story to everyone. Uh, I think it was like my first time. I was like, Tommy, I I, I want to be on the air. You're like, you're going to be on the air. I was like, yeah. yeah, but I don't I don't really know how to do it. You're like, go into that studio and record something right now. I was like, I'm not prepared. You're like, yeah. I don't care. I'm like, I've never even listened to this radio station. You're like, OK, fine. <laughs> listen to it for two. You literally were like, listen to it for two weeks. Yeah. Uh, once once we hit that two weeks, you're going to go get your butt into that studio and record something. I'm like, OK, fine. Yeah. Two weeks went by. I went and recorded like a demo. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, Tommy, I'm just going to give this to you. You let me know what I need to fix. I was like, but yeah. do not show it to like any of the bosses. Like, yeah, don't yeah. show it to any of the bosses. Uh, you were like, yeah, no problem. I won't. You listen to it. Uh, what did you do? You sent it to the boss. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. And then uh, lucky, lucky for for both of us, I guess the yeah. boss really liked it. And then I guess I, I worked my way up from there. And, yeah. you know, I always say this. I'm like, if you didn't give me that push, if you weren't like the mentor that like I really needed, I would still be sitting in the same position I was. I wouldn't be on the air right now. Yeah. No. I mean, and first off, the, the reason I probably told you to just go in and record with no prep is because that's exactly how I used to do my radio shows. So I was just yeah. walk in and be like, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. I'm just going to walk in and just talk about whatever my, I find on Twitter at that any moment. Um, but but you no. Know, and that's the thing is like, so I, yeah, I guess. And first off, I remember none of that. Number one. Number two. <laughs> um, I, isn't it? Wait, isn't it crazy that like there's so many things that like like have stuck like there's so many things that stick with me that like a mentor yeah. has done that they thought it was just so like oh whatever yeah but like and like I hear this from interns too like they're like oh yeah there was this one time you told me this I was like I did they're like yeah I, I think about this every day and I'm like what yeah anyway no I, I had that same feeling like um there was uh the radio DJ I used to work for was this guy uh named Reno and I was like interning for him and I, and I didn't mean anything of it. I was just like, Oh man, like today's my last day. I'm really going to miss you. And he was like, today's your last day. He's like, all right, hold on. And it was, I was interning. And then he like just ran down the hallway and the, the assistant program director is like, Tommy, get in my office. I'm like, Oh God, what did I do? Like, uh, are they just going to like send me home right now? And they're like, uh, yeah, we're going to offer you, offer you like a position, to, like just be a board op. You want to be a board op? And for those that don't know, yeah. And for those that don't know, that's the board op is literally you do everything manual on the radio. Like you just mess with like all the knobs and stuff, but you're not allowed to talk. (laughs) And, and it's usually like the overnight shift and like some, and back then voice tracking, which is like pre-recording the radio shows, the DJs would just record the bits between the songs. And my job was to like, as the music everything else yeah, and the, not get the credit. Right. The music's fading down. I have to press play on this machine where he's <laughs> talking and then I have to like start the music at this specific time so that he talks over the intro. And yeah, it's actually harder than just doing a radio show at that point. I'm like, can I just use the microphone? This would be yeah. a lot easier if I just did it that way. Um, but yeah, and it's, it's stuff like that, that I think also, <laughs> this isn't a backwards compliment at myself, but like, you know, for the people over the years is like, it's the little things like that, that prove out to me, someone's humanity and their personality. Like, yeah. Like in, you know, in a time of, you know, when you need something the most, sometimes you don't even like 
you're not going to ask like you weren't going to ask me like hey is it am i can i go into the booth and record something now yeah. like you didn't want to and i was like yeah. no this is what you need to do i know what you right. need to do right. um but yeah sometimes you just need that push and then on top of that sometimes like you just have to find that person sometimes it's sometimes luck of the draw and 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 i think that's the part that sucks is if when when people ask career advice um for like, oh, how do I get into this or how do I do that? It's like, I don't know. I feel like I just backed my backed into this accidentally. Like, I don't yeah. even know how I got here half the time. It's it's usually like it's funny because whenever someone asks me, like, I just tell them my story and they're like, yeah. what? I'm like, yeah, I can't like I can't offer you any advice. Like, I yeah. can't offer you to like win a contest at a radio station, and stalk someone and then end up with like the perfect mentor. Like, I don't yeah. I was like, it just sometimes it, things just happen in that sense. And yeah. And, and, you know, like, and the only advice I do give them is I'm like, don't ever hide your love for what you want to do. That's yeah. the most important thing, because that is literally what got me to where I am today. Yeah, I still like for like I still hire people and, and do things just based on um, based on passion where like I'll mm-hmm. look at someone and be like, yeah, I can tell you have passion. Like I can, t- I can yeah. t- like that. There's passion isn't teachable. Like you were it's talking not. about passion before and it's not something that's teachable. You have it. And, and it's a matter of finding out what that is. Like, just do what makes what you're passionate about. Yeah. And then everything else is a lot easier because you're passionate about it. I think also what's really important is to not go into things with like a big head. Yeah. I think that's that's one of the best yeah. <laughs> pieces of advice I've ever gotten, because it's like you need to just go into something when you're when you're about to do something like go into it as if like you're nothing, you're yeah. nothing. And just you have to work your way up and build your way up and and, uh, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, too, is like being humble the whole time. Uh, again, something not teachable at all. But like, yeah, if if you're just humble, like that's the thing, too, is like you didn't come in and be like, like I don't know if I said this on or off the air, but there were people I like interns I had where they were like, I'm going to be famous. And yeah. that's why I'm here. I'm here to. And they would just go like stalk celebrities around the building. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, that's not how you that's, do this. Like, yeah. no one, no one wants to help you. Right. And but like with you, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's that combination of like passion uh, and just being a good person. You were humble. You were you know, you weren't you were just like, I want to try this. I want to do this. And and, you know, when you have that talent, it makes it easy for some anyone standing next to you to be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, cool. She's amazing. I'll help her because, you know, then I helped her and, and she's going to succeed. And I know that. So that's easy. I've, I've been so grateful to have just like such amazing mentors, obviously you being one of them. And, um, now I, the way I, it's so crazy to think that like, I'm a mentee now. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm, I have mentees now, I'm a mentor now and it's just, it's so insane to think about. And like, every time I, I have someone who's kind of looking up to me in a way, which is again, the weirdest thing in the world. Um, I, I always go about it the way like you or my, my two other mentors that I have, have gone about it. And like, I always follow your footsteps and it's kind of like a butterfly effect. Uh, because I'm like, I want to be able to help that person grow the way my mentors have helped me grow. And, uh, you know, it, it always just, you come, you come out of it just so, it's just such an amazing feeling seeing that person grow, yeah. you know, and then seeing maybe one day they're going to grow into this, the same person that you and I were, and then help someone else grow in yeah. that sense. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you too, about like how you, cause <clears throat> there was definitely, there had to be a, like, I was talking to Kaiza, I think mm-hmm. about like one of the first moments I had, especially like working in like dance music and on the radio. Um, 
but I'm curious, like what, like, was there like a, a defining moment where you're like, Oh my God, I'm here. Like, this is, this is huge. Cause like I worked in radio. I know you worked in pop radio too. And that's like, yeah. whole, that's a machine. Like that's just it's, different. Pop radio and dance radio is just, they're so different. Yeah. Like they're so, so different. And I think it was crazy because when I first worked in, in dance music, I, I was like, I don't really know this music, yeah. but you know, let's kind of do it and let's try it. Yeah. And uh, my, my first moment, it was my first time I went to ultra music festival. I went to yeah. Miami music week and I just, I remember like waking up and you know, they sent me there and it was my first time traveling for work ever. And yeah. I, I just remember like waking up, it's like 85 degrees. And then like, I see everything getting set up and I just like dr got dressed and I just, yeah. I, I just remember like looking out the window and like screaming for five minutes. Cause yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm, I was sent here from work i'm yeah. here to interview some of the biggest dance artists i've yeah. i've never met any of these people i've only heard them i've only listened to them you know you're we're talking about like like i'm about to interview marshmallow and martin yeah. garrix and i'm yeah. like wow how did i get here when did this happen and yeah. and being if anyone's ever been to Miami music week during, during like ultra week, it's just like a whole different world. And yeah. that was my first ever dance festival I ever even went to. So like, just kind of like that whole entire week, this was, I, I would say this was three years ago. Yeah. And I think that whole entire week was just such like a, like, I felt like it was truly, truly like such a dream because yeah. I was like, and that was the moment I fell in love with dance music too. So it was like, I had the moment of being like, I've, I'm in this place where like I've worked for for so long yeah. um, that I never imagined would be possible. And I was like, I'm here. And now I also get to like open this whole new chapter in my life where I'm like, I'm going to learn so much about dance music. And that was the moment I absolutely fell in love with it. Yeah, it, it's my it's really funny. My my first experience was at EDC Vegas. Okay. So I have a I have a like. I think I don't know if it's because of that, but like, is is Ultra still like your favorite festival? Um, it depends. I do love EDC Vegas. I, yeah. I I don't know. All the festivals have such a unique. I know. Just yeah. yeah, you can't like compare them. But uh, yeah, because Ultra Music Festival was my first festival. Yeah, like it has a special place in my heart. Yeah, and that's I was I was trying to figure that out. I was like I was like because I talked to everyone about all the different festivals, right and for me right at the top is edc vegas and then right below that is like coachella okay um but i think those are also the two that i had these like really amazing positive experiences at edc yeah. vegas being my first and then um having these weird like just I, maybe i just like the desert at that point i don't know yeah. i don't know but um <laughs> but you yeah, know i was i was curious if that was if that was your favorite too just because of that that like emotional connection to it i think yeah i think that definitely has something to do with it because even when you speak to like djs or artists and you ask them like oh what was your favorite place to play or what was this it's always something like there's some kind of emotional tie to it yeah so i i feel like that theory stands yeah true who are you who are you listening to right now like who's your uh, Griffin. I love Griffin. Griffin. Yeah. I, love, yeah, yeah. I, I have been a really big fan of Griffin for about a year now. And yeah. I don't know every single song he comes out with. I'm just like, how, how does he do it? He has such like an emotion behind his songs, but yeah. also it's just like, uh, you can like his, the diversity in his music. I feel like you can listen to in any situation and yeah. Yeah. What about you? You know, what's I, I, I really, I'm really, really into the new Oliver Heldens track. Oh yeah. Um, and, and I don't know, I, I'm, 
I don't know. I feel like there's like a definitive moment right now in in dance music in general where maybe it's because everyone's locked at home <laughs> or whatever it is. But like the music has like this very distinctive retro sound to it. It's almost yeah. like everyone's regressing back to like 80s synth. Yeah, and, isn't it crazy? But I love it because I, I yeah. it's such a happy sound. And I was talking to, I think, Elefante about this is like there's not a sad EDM song like they just yeah. it doesn't exist. And and so it's also really interesting to kind of see the community kind of come together when everyone's like locked at home and a little scared and every festival is canceled and, and people plan like they go to all those festivals and like they like there are people who like their entire relationships revolve around oh we're the we're the group of friends that go to blank every year exactly yeah it's <clears throat> it's so insane to me like uh, i feel like with me like everything everything i do because i've been just like festival hopping for so long now like everything i do is revolved around working towards a festival it's like oh yeah. just got back from ultra okay what are you what are you doing now <laughs> oh i'm preparing for edc yeah okay just got back from edc what are you doing oh preparing for moonrise yeah. what are you doing now like it's always just like i feel like that's what i'm always working towards and yeah. the fact that like I don't know what's next is just so crazy. And th that's yeah. not, I'm not even an artist. I can't imagine yeah. what it's like being an artist. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is like, I, I, you know, people have asked me, like, I talk about like my favorite festivals and stuff, but for what it's worth. And I don't know, I don't know if it's my personality or what it is, but I'm like, I don't know if I would ever go to a festival, not working it. Like I, yeah. I, there's something because like when you're, when you're there, and you're locked in and like, you know, the sets are like an hour long and they're like, there's like some good sets. Um, but like, I don't know if I can lock myself in. I used to love the escape that we used yeah. to have for being able to like, just go out and enjoy the festival a little bit and then just escape to like, you know, a, a tent with like a creative Red Bull and bottled water for right. me. So, well, I, well, Electric Zoo, whenever we would go, like we're set up right next to the main stage, yes. but it's like a little bit, just like a little bit off where like no one can really see you, but people yeah. can come up if they want. And it's like, I remember last year I was at Izu and I was literally laying down on the couch mm -hmm. and uh, watching Diplo. Yeah. Like just like, I'm like, I'm sitting here with like, a cup of coffee just laying yeah. down meanwhile like there's people like if you saw the aerial <laughs> view of how many people were like next yeah. to me and i'm just sitting here i'm like it's not even that loud because the speakers aren't coming towards us and i'm like yeah. i'm living like I, I don't i could not imagine like being on my feet all day and yeah. just so props to those people who yeah. are, are <laughs> festival goers like that that and that's the thing too is like i i remember um EDC Vegas, I would like go out every once in a while. I'd go out and be like, all right, I'm going to go traverse in the crowd. And, um, and when you're out there, like it's the middle of the desert, it's the middle of the night. And people are just like, you, you know, you go to certain areas and people are just like sitting on the floor. Like they're just wiped and like, oh, I'm tired. It's two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and I'm like, it's somewhere between a fever dream and or a fever nightmare and, a, and like a fever dream. I don't even yeah. know how to describe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I remember, and that's the thing too, is like, yeah, our, our setups at festivals, like working in radio, um, it, you know, Izu is definitely a lot of fun. Cause you have that, like, it almost, it's, it feels like the today show yeah. where like, there's like crowd in front of you. And then, um, my favorite though, is like, I remember like EDC Vegas where we're in the artist compound where like all the artists hang out. And yeah. I remember standing there and like all the fireworks go off every night and then like, Pierce Fulton comes walking over. He's like, oh, hey, dude. And like, he's like, I, he's, I just want to watch the fireworks with you. And just like, because we had like a better view than inside the little village. 
And it was just like people would come hang out and just like. It's so cool. <laughs> it's so cool being able to like get that experience as well, because like it's like, you know, I'm I'm a very big fan of Martin Garrix and like, yeah. you know, his trailer was like set up right next to us and he just walks by. And he's like, hey, guys, what's up? Yeah. Gave us a hug. How are you guys doing? He's like, I'm about to go play. Like he's headlining yeah. the festival, playing yeah. for hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. And he's just like, what? What's up? Yeah. Well, my, it, it's just like being able to see that and being, especially like a lot, a lot of DJs are just so chill. And to think that they like the play thing. these insane, yeah. insane sets and like how hard yeah. they go. And it's the craziest thing. And being able to see both sides, like, and I think yeah. you, I can speak for both of us. Like, it's like such an amazing feeling to yeah. just kind of be able to see both sides of, of an artist. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, I want my, it, funny enough, like in that same situation, I remember Martin Solveig came over and he was like, oh, damn, I'm about to go on stage. I don't have any headphones. And he stole my headphones <laughs> and went on stage. And then he like sent a note like a week later with like my headphones in a box and was like, thanks, man. Oh, my um, God. That's the coolest thing. But but like that. And, and in those situations, though, it's like, you know, we talked about like working in like pop music and then work, working in dance music is just like, yeah, no, when I tell you like the artists that you see on stage and their persona quote unquote like that's them like there is mm -hmm. no like pop music was like really like it just felt a lot manufactured there was like a like a firewall between you and the artist a lot of the time and uh, you know it's, it's just it's different it's tough because you know i tried to figure out why like there is a, a, such a big difference but yeah. you know i think being a pop artist so let's just say someone like Ariana Grande, she yeah. cannot like even she can't even walk into the, like outside yeah. <laughs> to get her mail without yeah. being mauled, you yeah. know, um, someone like, you know, Diplo, like he's massive. He's one of the biggest DJs yeah. in the in the world. But, you know, I, I wouldn't say like my grandma would be like, oh, my God, Diplo right. is getting his mail. Like, yeah. Uh, so. I do feel like they have a specific kind of spotlight one yeah. also and also because like our our music dance music it's it's a little bit older it's more yeah. of an older crowd yeah whereas right. like people can really enjoy it when they're 18 yeah. someone like Ariana Grande Selena Gomez like I was a fan of them when I was like six years old yeah and like <laughs> when it's like th that kind of fan base where you are just like the way you take over their lives, like I would dress like Avril Lavigne, yeah. you know, like I'm Me not too. dressing like Armin Van Buren now because I'm a fan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's just like, I think the fan base has so much to do with it. And, yeah. um, yeah, like, and it's definitely the fact that like, it's, it's an older crowd. Like you can't go to a rave un unless you're 18 and over. Yeah. Like, you're not going to act that. like, yeah, you're not going to act like, the biggest fan boy or fan girl in the world when you, you know, meet any of these people, you're going to be more mature about it. And, you know, also a different thing with, with like dance music, I feel like a lot of people have like an emotional connection to it. Yeah. So I, I feel like when they do meet a, a DJ, yeah, like it's always like, dude, like, you know, your music really helped me get through so-and-so. And there's always just yeah. like some kind of like honest connection. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, no, it does. I mean, it, it's really funny. So like when I was, when I was like in my late teens, early twenties, maybe I was really into comedy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I used to hang out with like a group of people like from the internet, uh, which back then was weird. Now, like knowing people from the internet, that's like the norm. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> but they all came like from all over the country to New York and, there was this um, comedy tour with like Brian Posehn and Pat Oswald and Maria Bamford and Zach Galifianakis. And 
we were all such like really like a group of great fans and they also personally knew us from the internet that they invited us backstage. I remember like I was talking to a friend about it just like two weeks ago where I'm like, oh yeah, like we did, we went to the show and then we went backstage and at like uh Hammerstein, I think it was. And like Zach Galifianakis is like, Hey dude, I'm ordering. Hey guys, we're, we're ordering pizza. You guys want pizza? And then like Zach Galifianakis is bringing me a pizza <laughs> pie being like, Oh dude, thanks for hanging out. Um, <sighs> and I'm like, that stuff stuck with me over the years. And then like yeah. you work in dance music and I'm like, yeah, but that's the same personality type. And I, and it's so crazy. But I also think it has to do with like the way you come up. Like, yeah. you know, DJs and producers are like in their bedrooms and, you know, like they're producing this stuff independently, proving themselves out. And then, then they're hitting like the main stage, like, <clears throat> um, nitty gritty. I remember I was at Izu and his like little SoundCloud remix of oh, well, lights, lights. All the lights, right? I remember like messaging him. I'm like, dude, your remix is like, everyone is playing it. Yeah. All weekend, like I've heard it on everyone's set, and he's like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" And like, and for him, he was like, "Oh my god, that's a meet!" Like, yeah, I'm just like a SoundCloud, and now he's like, I, I literally remember when we both heard it at Izu. We're yeah, like, oh my god, because it was such a good, it was such a good remix so too. Good. It was like so good. Yeah. Um, it still is. Um, but and that's the thing too is like looking at someone like him, where it's like, oh yeah, look at you now. Like I'm happy to see you elevate. Yeah, Alan Walker was the same way. I remember like I found Alan Walker on SoundCloud. And then we were like messaging. I was like, hey, you should come by the studio and say hi. And then um, and then he came by and then we were just talking. And now look at him like he's like the king of like video game music. Essentially, it's all over the place. It's a lot of these DJs and producers. They make music, like you said, like in their bedrooms and they they make it and they make it like I want to make this, you know, sound like the best thing. That's that. I've ever heard and they put it out with no intention of being like I'm going to be a star from this they kind of put it out to put it out and be like you know what like this I believe this is a good song and I want the world to hear it and if if it ends up being a massive hit then it ends up being a massive hit like think about like Loud Luxury Body you think they put you think they put that song out knowing that it's it's going to be heard in every single bar club I still love that song uh, restaurant everywhere you go you think like they put that song out knowing that that's going to happen that they were going to get signed to a record label after they put out that song like (laughs) yeah like can you imagine like they put that song out because they were like this is a cool song and we like it let's put it out and it went from dance to pop to like there's no one in this universe i couldn't even go to my mother right now and be like hey do you know the song body and she she would be like uh sing it for me i'd sing it of course i know that song like you know it's like yeah and then, you know, what's you know, what's funny is like when you talk about artists like that and, and this is something I, I didn't get for a long time. And I think maybe it was because I worked at like WBLI on pop music and all this stuff mm-hmm. is like, um, you know, I, I talked to Kaiza on the first episode of this podcast and we talked about her auditioning for movie roles. Right. And they, she was like up for parts in like Deadpool and Star Wars and all these like huge action movies. And I was like, Oh my, I was like so impressed and like blown away by like that. Cause I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but like one of her stipulations was like, Oh yeah, but this can't cut into the me making music. Wow. And I was like, what are you crazy? Like why? Yeah. Like I would just to- like, just forget music. Yeah. You want me to be in a, the San Holo, uh, San Holo, uh, <laughs> uh, Han Solo movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, um, and, and, it was like talking to her. I'm like, Oh, you're so passionate about music that yeah. nothing will stand in your way. Like she, we talked really deeply about like 
her being on her label and then like leaving her label and like her experience there. And like ever since, like through before that experience and after it into now, like she just, just pumps out music. Like I just want to make music. It's what she's passionate about. And yeah, you talk to like these young producers, especially, and that's all they do is like, they sit there in their rooms, in their home studios and they make music, not because they want to be famous for it, but because like you said, it's what they're passionate about. If that's yeah. what they care about they're they just enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and, and I think after like, aside from radio and now podcasting, like for me, I'm like, I'm always like looking like, Oh, what is that in me? Um, yeah. and I'm you know, always trying to like rediscover, like, is it still this? <laughs> I'm obviously yeah. I'm a back year, but, um, but I'm always like trying to discover like, yeah, what is my passion? If music is to those artists, what is to me? Yeah. And it's an interesting question to just kind of ask yourself sometimes. Yeah. But so, uh, so aside from that, I know you've traveled aside from traveling for, um, for festivals. festivals. Um, you traveled, you traveled, you travel a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Actually last year and the year before I spent a lot of time traveling and yeah. I think a lot of it came from one, like when you start in radio, when you start in music, yeah. Uh, you have no schedule. Right. Yeah. So I was working. And, and then also like in the beginning when I was like interning, I wasn't getting paid to intern and I was working yeah. part time. Like I wasn't making money and I lived in the suburbs at the time. So, you know, I needed, I was working at a restaurant to like mm. make the money to be able to go to the city and yep. do the work that I wanted to do. <laughs> and, um, I remember like I had no time. Like I, I was talking to my parents the other day. I was like, I feel like from when I was like 19 to 23, um, I didn't, it was a blur. I, yeah. I didn't see them. I didn't see my friends. I didn't see, I was tired all the time. Even when I was home or even if I did have some time, I'd be sleeping because yeah. like my schedule was just so such a mess. Like I'd be waking up at three in the morning to get to the city for a morning show, you yeah. know? And yeah. then I think once I got to a point where I was like, okay, you know what? Like I'm at a point in my career where not that I would ever like be like, oh, this is it. Like I'm done. Obviously yeah. I'm going to keep moving <laughs> forward. But like once I got to a point where I was like, I'm, I'm at a steady schedule. Yeah. Um, I'm working towards my goals. And like, I know that like, I don't need to sacrifice a lot more of my life. Yeah. I, I made it a, I made a pact with myself one, like I'm going to spend a lot more time with my family because mm. I neglected that for so long. And two, I'm going to travel a lot more. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, you know, I set a goal for myself. Um, a few of my friends were going on like a Europe trip and I ended mm. up like, I remember like I had the flu and oh, I was like, I was like sitting at home, like on my computer and they were like, listen, it's like $500 to like get these plane tickets. Like you should just come. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, it's in a month or so. Like, just do it. I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, let me do it. And then like, we ended up going to, um, Switzerland, Barcelona and, uh, France. And it was just like the most amazing, like eye opening thing because like, you know, I'm, even though like, we're so grateful to live in New York city, like we live in one of the biggest cities in the world. Like yeah. there is so much more out there. And, um, wh- what's taking a one and a half, two week vacation once in a while, you know, and yeah. like, that's something that I didn't allow myself to do for a really, really long time. And now I've stretched it out in a way where I'm like, you know what, like, I'm not going to take like random days off anymore. I'm going to legitimately like plan like a one and a half week, two week vacation and take do that every few months. Yeah. That way when I do take off, like I'll be, I'll be prepared. I could work towards it. Um, 
And yeah, so this past December, like I'm, my family's from Pakistan yeah. and, uh, I've, I had never been and, um, you know, that's where my parents grew up. That's where they met. Wow. Um, and they I moved to that. America. Yeah. So they met yeah. there. They lived in like, they, they like, they grew up with basically nothing in Pakistan, yeah. which is so crazy. And my dad picked up and came to America and, you know, started like with a hundred dollars in his pocket and like, wow. like worked his way up. And, um, <clears throat> he brought my mom here yeah, and uh, basically started their, their lives together. And like my whole entire li- life, all I've been hearing is like their stories about like, you know, Pakistan growing up in a third world country and just all these stories where I'm like, there's no way like this is real. Like yeah. there's no way I'm like, you guys are being so dramatic. And <laughs> finally I was like, my parents were like, all right, we're planning a trip. Like, yeah, let's go. And like, actually, five years ago we were supposed to go my parents freaked out and they were like we're not bringing the girls we're not bringing the kids like they're gonna know that they're from america and like who knows what could happen so finally they were like you know what like i think our kids are like ready to just like see it and i'm like what are you guys so scared of like i don't understand (laughs) oh my god tommy i got there and like my jaw was on the floor like everything they said was true like you can't even like the pollution there like yeah the sky is brown. Like, oh my god! Yeah, it's it 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 was the most eye opening experience I've ever had in my entire life. And then like, we got to see like my parents' childhood homes and to yeah. see like where they came from and like what they have given me. Yeah, from nothing. Yeah, it's just like it was just it was truly the most experience like amazing experience in my life. Yeah, and to be able to experience that with my parents. Yeah, it was just like it was so incredible and um like just seeing like there like people have nothing you know yeah. like we we think that there's people here who have nothing like yeah people legitimately do not like they they've never seen a home in their life their yeah. life like i i would say to i would I, I would meet someone and i'd be like oh like if you're ever in new york like let me know they're like yeah, yeah. right like maybe in my next <laughs> lifetime and i'm yeah. like oh my god like i you don't even think about those things that like yeah they're never going to be able to come to America. Like, cause yeah. it's so much money and to see how happy everyone is there to ha- yeah. like to have nothing is just, yeah. That's eye opening. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was an incredible experience. Yeah. Um, I saw you, I, you posted a clip though, somewhere where you want, you were on TV there. Oh yeah. Yeah. So my, aunt is Uh, my dad's sister uh she's an actress so she's she's famous there so it's really cool like (laughs) we'll be like going to the market and like people will stop her to take a picture with her and it's really cool um and her husband is a director so he's actually like a a mentor to a lot of people yeah uh like like you were to me and um he reaches out to um he reached out to like a bunch of his um a bunch of you know the people a bunch of his men- mentees and he was like, Hey, like my niece is here. She, she knows broadcasting. She knows music. She knows media. Yeah. Like what can you do with her? So like, yeah. he got me like on the radio there. He yeah. got me on a TV show there. It was the coolest thing ever. So that's really awesome. And then you, yeah. uh, you, what do you speak? Like, um, it's Urdu there. Okay. And you know how to speak it? I do. I, I didn't do. know that. that. Really? Yeah. yeah. I actually, um, I, that's what I speak at home. I didn't know that. Yeah. To my parents. That's what I speak. I speak in English to my sister. Yeah. Um, but I thought I spoke it well until I went there and I was like, oh my God, I'm really <laughs> bad at this. <laughs> like I, I didn't realize how much English I use yeah. um, within my words, which like my parents like have just gotten used to because like I've done this my whole life. But yeah. um, yeah, so I was, I was able to get by really, really well there. Yeah. Uh, 
although they did know I was from America, like they just knew <laughs> they're like something about your the way you're saying things is not right. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's funny because um, Urdu was actually my first language that I yeah. learned because my parents were straight off, like you know, they yeah. just came from Pakistan, like they didn't know they didn't know English. Like my dad learned it when he got here, and uh, and then I learned English in like preschool. Well, yeah, I was gonna say, when did you learn English? Was it not until you hit preschool? Yeah. I like my mom would, I guess like, you know, ABCs and stuff like that would obviously teach me in English. And then I, yeah, I I would say like preschool is when I started speaking like straight up English. Um, And then like my, my dad, because my dad was here for a really long time before I was even born. So like, you know, I would hear him speak English all the time. He, he had, he was working and stuff. So I would hear, hear that all. So it's not like it was like a foreign language to me, but yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to think I'm like on the radio now and like, yeah. I'm able to like my job is to speak when English wasn't even my first language. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I've known you all these years and I didn't know that. Yeah. That's crazy. It, it's funny because I've like it's something I was like embarrassed of for a really long time because what? of like I, I've just like dealt with the racism for so long. Yeah. Um, and it was just something like that I was so embarrassed of. Like I was like, if I ever go to Pakistan, like I'm never posting about it because like everyone's going to make fun of me or like, I'm never going to talk about the fact that like I can speak a different language. And then like, I remember when I was younger, like my friends would come over and I would like, I I would like make sure like I talked to my parents in a different room because I was like so embarrassed. And like, now that I've grown up, I'm like, I was so stupid. And I'm like, I need to embrace, like not everyone can have you know, the opportunity to have a culture like this. And I'm like, now I've like gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm going to embrace it like insanely. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's fair enough though, because I think like as a kid, you're, you're fighting so hard to just fit in constantly. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So anything that could like deviate from you fitting in, you're going to like hide or, or like not want (laughs) to share or something. So yeah, but yeah, um, for sure. But like, did you still have like when your parents were like, hey, we're going to go to Pakistan. Did you still in the back of your head, like have to like break that cycle of like. No, I think like I think me going a few months ago, I think it was in in December I went like I think that was the best moment for me to go because mentally and emotionally like I was so ready to go. Yeah, Um, because I, you know, at this point I'm from Long Island. So like I was living in a, a place where it was just like very just like they didn't care. Not not generalizing like yeah. the whole, but like just there was so much more culture in the city. Yeah. And like me <clears throat> moving to the city, I was able to see like I can embrace my culture. And I think yeah. it just like I grew up within that time. And um, when I started like meeting new people, like instead of them being like, that's so weird, they would be like, that's so cool. Exactly. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, wow. I'm like, I was in this bubble for so long where people are like, you eat that or you speak yeah. that or you wear that. And now yeah. I'm like. Yeah, I do. And it's yeah. freaking cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, it's, it's amazing that like, you're not the first person I've heard that from that like feels like they have to hide their own culture for that. Oh my God. Yeah. For like, the longest time. But that was the thing too. Like I grew up in New York city where like, that was like, you know, for, what, like what's the, what's the like traditional, like. Oh, like a sari. Like a sari. Like people would just come like, show up to school wearing saris yeah. where I was from. Yeah. And then it's like, oh yeah, cool. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Whereas here, like if you did that, it would be like, oh my God, like that person is so weird. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) now it's like, 
yeah now I embrace it now I'm like I tell my friends I'm like at my wedding like I'm going to Pakistan I'm getting you guys like all these custom outfits yeah. made and like you were gonna flaunt that <laughs> like you know and it's like I guess yeah. it's like a moment of like growing up and a moment of like self-realization yeah well speaking of now that you're home locked in locked inside with your family um so like what is something that you guys have like what what was dinner tonight like well I don't know what you guys well I actually made tacos tonight <laughs> That is, whoa, that's... Yeah, that's, you know, uh, that's some Pakistani food. Uh, So mm, we, my mom does most of the Pakistani cooking because I'm, it's so intricate and I'm like a new cooker, so I'm I'm learning. But um, I don't know if you've heard of biryani before. No, what's Um, that? It's basically, it's like a, it's just rice and like meat and potatoes mixed together. And uh, there's just like a lot of spices in it and it's so good. It's one of my favorite things. So it's been nice to just be home and be able to... Uh, yeah. eat that stuff it's like there's nothing like it you know being homemade i was gonna say like in manhattan like when you're in the city like do you order pakistani food or you just i don't know okay, yeah. because i'm like i'd rather <laughs> just have like i've i've had it but there's times where like i've really craved it and like yeah. pakistani and indian food is very similar so like i would uh order from like an indian place like here and there when i'm like i haven't been home in so long and i'm yeah. just really craving it but it just it doesn't hit the same you know yeah, that's what I was gonna ask too. Is like, do you end up like just judging the food? Like, just yeah, like, oh, this I'm like, isn't. it's fine, but it's not like it's not my mom's. It's not yeah. like my aunt's, you know. So yeah, uh, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, did you growing up like just watch your mom, how your mom cooked and stuff, or are you just like, are you learning now, or did you like, is it in the back of your head stored in some file well, that you? So my so my issue is I can't I I just because the thing with my mom is like the way she cooks is like by taste. It's yeah. not like written down. So like I was never able and like Pakistani food for some reason, there's so much flavor that it takes so long. Like it yeah. takes a full day to cook like a dish. Yeah. And um, I was never like just hanging over her shoulder, yeah. like watching her do it. <laughs> yeah. So like once I moved out of my parents' house, I started cooking, but I started cooking like American food because it's like you can find recipes and stuff online. Yeah. So that's what I started doing. So now that I'm getting a lot better at, at cooking, just like American food, like, yeah. Um, I, I said to my mom, I'm like, while I'm home, like I'm going to start learning like one or two dishes and see where it goes and try it. Like there was one time, um, my mom wasn't home. My dad was like really craving like a Pakistani breakfast, which is like this, like, it's like a potato thing and you put like a bunch of spices in it. So I was like, let me just try it. Let me just try it. Like like I said, it's all by taste. So you kind of like, I know what it tastes like. So I'll like be like, okay, it needs a little bit more of this. And I, and I tried it and it worked and he said it was really good, but he may have been lying since (laughs) it was my first time ever making it. But yeah. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to learn at some point. So wait, now what's your signature American dish now that you're learning to cook? So I've been trying to do, um, like low carb recipes. Okay. So I started, I, I learned how to make, um, like a no carb lasagna. Really? Well, how is, is it like the low, like no carb, like lasagna noodles? No, no. So Wait. I make the noodles from cream cheese, mozzarella, Parmesan cheese, and egg. Okay. Oh, so there's no yeah, flour. And you mix it together and you bake it. So it's like thin. Yeah. And then like, once it comes out of the oven, you cut it like so it looks like lasagna okay so there's no flour in it basically there's no flour in okay it. i don't know how is that so is that wait is that the only difference between like regular lasagna or no carb lasagna well, or is there yeah, something else i mean the noodles play a big part in lasagna yeah <laughs> I, I, I i'm aware <laughs> yeah uh, so basically like the sauce and the meat it yeah. really covers up and the sauce like I usually try to use like a low sugar sauce okay and uh yeah so like I, I try to do that and then like the meat and like the flavor in the meat and mm. the sauce cover up the 
quote unquote <laughs> noodles. The food so I, that's been my signature dish, but I'm I'm learning more and more as I go. Yeah. What do you uh, What do you want to learn? I guess is the bigger question. Hmm. I don't know. What do you order? What do you Thai, what? Thai food? Thai food is something oh, interesting. Thai food scares me, and I've I've it's, read recipes on how to make it, but like I can't find the right noodles. Like I want to make pad siu. Everyone makes yeah, pad thai. Oh, That's well, easy. Pad siu. Yeah. I'm like I can't find those noodles anywhere. I've tried going yeah. to Asian markets. I, they don't sell them. Maybe they just yeah, don't sell them to me. It's <laughs> yeah, it's super complicated. I'm, I'm like, that's something I would want to learn, especially because like in um, on Long Island, there's yeah. there's no Thai places nearby. Yeah. I don't know why they're all so far away. And right now, obviously, you can't go out to eat. Yeah. So I'm like, let me try it one day. But I feel like I'm going to end up heavily disappointed. Those are just like it's just like one of those things that you like have to go out to eat. Yeah. No, I, I, that's the thing too. I had it for lunch today. I was like, I ordered it in for lunch because I'm like. I was like, I don't know what to cook today. And I'm like, I'm sick of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches yeah. for lunch. So, yeah. but that's the thing you mentioned in the beginning too, but I feel like, yeah, with everyone at home, I feel like, uh, this is actually, I, I feel like everyone's should be losing weight then rather than, cause I'm like, when I'm at work, like, I don't, I don't like when I'm in my office, I don't actually get a chance to like really eat well and have like proper dinners on time and stuff. Like I'm a, I'm yeah. a maniac. Like I'm getting, I'm like, yeah, it's so it's like, Oh, like you have a chair. Oh, let me just grab a bagel. Oh, yeah. let me just like, I can grab a sandwich, like a fried chicken sandwich on the yeah. way. Like, cause you're always like in a rush. You're always like yeah. going places. So now I'm like, okay, you know what? Like I can think about this. I can think about my meals. I don't have to just like yeah. binge eat something and grab and go. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and the thing is too is like I, I was talking to someone like and we're talking about like oh what's it gonna be like when we go back and and I'm like I don't know if I want to go back anymore like yeah. I kind of like the setup I have now like I do yeah. I, I I have my whole setup at home I have my like little studio here at, at my, in my home that I was putting off and like putting together then I was like no nah, I'm gonna do it and just like put it together I'm like yeah this is better than what I have in the city so I'm good here staying in Brooklyn forever <laughs> now um, I, I do like I do like like leaving my house like I definitely <laughs> I I'm, I'm just it's weird because like I I'm so I'm so like I'm so about like my surrounding I guess yeah. and like being at work I'm so much more creative than yeah. like sitting in my dining room and I'm like I'll go yeah. to my mom and I'll bring an idea to her and she's like huh and I'm <laughs> like okay I don't <laughs> I don't really know like what to do with this I feel like I'm like it would be nice to have the option to be able to do this, yeah. but like, I definitely want to go back. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing too, is like, I, for what it's worth, I also think like, especially with like dance music and the artists we're talking to and like b being able to see what everyone is coming up with in the clutch oh God. with like the creativity. I'm like, that's amazing. Like the it's amount of creativity so coming out. It, and you know, a lot of these, what's just so amazing. What I like, this is just another reason why I love dance music and dance artists so much yeah. like they're doing so many just like virtual sets and yeah. virtual concerts and like it's all to raise money yeah. like none of it they're not getting paid for any of this they're yeah. literally doing this for the goodness like out of their own hearts and like yeah. it's just making me respect everyone even more than I did before yeah and it's just it's so amazing to see like the create the creativeness everyone's doing uh, like an example is uh, like Diplo. Yeah. He's so used to touring so much and he's been doing something every 
single night. Like, yeah. And he's been doing it like for a good cause. And I'm like, this is just so amazing. Like these, these guys, like, and what we've like always said from what we've been saying since the beginning is like, they don't ever have like an ulterior motive. It's always like, we're doing it because we love music and yeah. And th- and that's the thing. Like I was talking, uh, someone told me like, Elef- uh, I mean, I think it was Elefante was was telling me that like the Insomni- Insomniac did like a stream like a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and they were like, oh wow, we broke over like a million, you know, and and they're like, that's bigger than any of our singular festivals. Yeah, like more people so tuned into that, and they're like, and and talking to insomniac they're just like yeah we might just do this again like we might yeah. just keep doing even when things go back to normal when they have like actual festivals we they just might do that again because what does it really take like it doesn't yeah. take that much and um you know logistically and, and what it can actually do and bring people into like you know the fold of things but i, I don't know I, that's the thing too is like through adversity uh and this sounds like a, like a cliche term that i'm about to throw out there but like through adversity like the creativity people come out with is so <coughs> imaginative and it's exciting to see like when memes started popping up during this like quarantine that was when i was like all right this is gonna be fun yeah you know and that's like something to like just make this a lot more palatable anyway but also just because it's like yeah that's just human nature like this situation has become normalized a a little bit and now we're just back to like making fun of this the whole, yeah what we're like kind of stuck in i guess yeah um, i also it's so crazy i was um i actually i, I spoke to steve aoki the other day yeah. and i was like i was like how are you i was like yeah. he does like th- 375 shows a year that's more that's than insane. how many days are are in a in a year yeah <laughs> and i'm like how are you doing like what yeah. are you doing like he's one of those people like and not only is he touring that much he's also like he has his record label yeah he has so much music he has so much music that comes out he just dropped an album with like 27 songs on it yeah um and you know he has like radio shows he has this he has that he's like and on top of it like he stays like being such a nice humble guy and i was yeah. like I asked him, I was like, how are you? Like, yeah. what are you doing? He's like, it's been, it's just been really so amazing. Like, I feel like for a lot of these artists, it's like kind of like a forced break. They've always been so just like hit the gas pedal and go and like, let's do this and let's live this life where yeah. like, I don't even have time to like sit at home and, yeah, you know, take a nice hot shower in my, in my, <laughs> in my yeah. bathroom. And yeah. like now they're kind of just like forced to hit the brakes and kind of reset in a way. Mm-hmm. And like, I think this is just as much as it sucks, as much as it obviously like everyone wants to be out there, everyone like the money part of it, it's, it's, yeah. it's really tough, but mentally, I think this is such a good break for a lot of these artists who yeah. are just so constantly like overworked and on the move all the time. Oh my God. Yeah. And when you, when you say stuff like that, it immediately brings to mind like Avicii and yeah. like, you know, I, I, you've seen the documentary too. And like, we were a part of that life a little bit, um, and getting to see that stuff like, you know, front and center and, and yeah, I mean, and the, and the other, the other half of it too, just in general is, you know, where, yeah, you have artists that don't know when to slow down themselves or maybe they're being pushed by everyone around them, a la Avicii. Yeah. And then you also have a community of people that are very connected to like mental health and, yeah. and you know, uh, awareness. And, and people who, like, you know, I said, I said a, lo- a while ago and I say it all the time is, you know, there's not a sad 
dance song like yeah. they're dance songs you're supposed to dance you're not supposed to like yeah. dance and cry yeah. and so um it it tends to attract people that are you know need to feel better about themselves or just are looking for happiness and you go to a festival you go to any dance festival and people are super happy and excited and having fun people are the nicest yeah. i like it's i don't even know like i can't even like I tell all my friends this who don't really listen to dance music I'm like you just have to go to just experience one yeah. like obviously like the feeling of being there and two I'm like everyone is so nice like you can literally go to a dance festival buy a ticket by yourself and like yeah. find crowds to hang out with because yeah. everyone is so damn nice yeah and and the the point I'm trying to make here somewhere is like you have a community of people that understand that and are, yeah. are really well connected to that that mindset and so yeah like now more than ever, they're all coming together to just be like, Hey, like they, everyone is aware that this is hard. Yeah. And so they're trying to like, you know, do this for themselves and others and, um, and watching it is just really heartwarming. Cause it, you know, on one side of it, you know, it's, uh, uh, there's not, I don't think there's any other community of like music community, uh, an entire genre that can come together the way, um, dance music comes together like that, which For is sure. heartwarming. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I can, I can't thank you enough for coming on by the way. Um, oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. This was so nice. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, well, I mean, I always try not to bother you anyway. I say that to everybody. Um, <laughs> I just, you're never a bother. Are you kidding? No, no. I, 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 you know, and it's really funny too. Cause like, um, I, I mean, yeah, but, I don't even know where I'm going with that. But point <laughs> is, um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I said it this early on is like, um, I was really excited when we first met because you were basically the female version of me. Um, <laughs> I'm also Pakistani if you didn't know. Um, uh, but, and, and, and like to see where you, your trajectory went, which isn't a surprise to anybody. Um, and, but either regardless is really exciting and I'm happy for you. Um, and, um, also happy that, uh, you even said yes to coming on to here, which I was like, oh, oh my I don't gosh, know she's going to want to, but I'll just Tommy, ask anyway. I can literally talk to you for hours and hours and hours. So yeah. like any, any time, don't ever feel like you're a bother. You are truly like one of the main reasons, like why I've come as far as I've come. And like, I truly like, <laughs> and like, I know you say it comes from like, you know, your hard work, your passion, but like, like I said, uh -huh. someone, there has to be someone to give you that push and you were that push for me. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I love talking to you, you know, that we could talk yeah. for legitimately hours. So yeah. this was just having like a normal conversation yeah. <laughs> with you. It didn't even feel like we're, you know, doing something like yeah. for work. But no, that's, that's the goal. And, and, and for what it's worth, like, I remember I had this idea years ago and I wanted yeah. to do it and I wanted to do it at other places at some point and I never got to try. And I remember you were the first person I came to with. I'm like, yeah, this is what I want to do. You know, and I've, I've described it, I've described it before, which is like when I was on the radio and I would do these interviews, I'd have to like slice them up and throw stuff on the cutting room floor and just be like, I got to get it in between the music. <laughs> and then an interview that was like maybe 15 minutes turned into like a five minute chunk. And yeah. I could have talked to people for like over an hour. And right. I was just like, yeah, but like I had more fun talking to them off the air than what went on the radio. Yeah. And it's, it's just because it, they're cool people. 
it's tough because a lot of you know dance music it obviously has to do with the music yeah so it's like okay do people want to hear us talk or do yeah. people want to hear the music and it's it's really hard to figure that out and find that yeah that interesting part of like talking about the music rather than playing the music and yeah. I think what you're doing is just so awesome because it really like opens people's eyes to like personalities and yeah. just to see what's behind the music where people usually don't see that aspect. Yeah. So I always, I always go back to a conversation I had with, uh, Oh man, I forget his name all the time. What the hell's his name? Uh, I'm going to describe him to you. This is a, this is a fun exercise anyway. Okay. Um, a game. He is a very fit man. Okay. I think he's from Miami. He has black slick back hair and a very chiseled jawline. And, the most, uh, and he, and his hairline with his beard is like very trim and cut and he has a little bit of an accent and I think he's from Miami. I think, I don't know if I said that already. Um, he's tan. You said, yeah, he's definitely taller than me. He can beat the crap out of me. <laughs> he's a DJ. Yes. Uh, okay. Black slick backs hair. You've met him before. I've met him before, and I've interviewed him, which is where I was going with that conversation. I'll get back to you, but this is this is more fun. Name Wait. that DJ. But you can picture him right now. You. I can picture his face. I can't picture his name at all, and I'm trying to see if I can figure out. Do, can you think of any of his songs? Oh, that's too easy, though. Okay. Um, uh, okay. He has a he has a full beard with a with like this. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, He's I'm, from Miami. There's not many like Miami DJs. He wears white T-shirts and black pants. Did you figure it out? And you're, now you're just yeah, yeah. I figured it out. But wait, hang on. <laughs> One last thing. Ready? I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to. Uh, I'm gonna try to do an app on my impression of him. Ready? It's just gonna okay. be saying hello. Hey. <laughs> that was the full impression. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna get uh, Go Tiesto. He's no, not no. from Miami. No, but that, that, that was a oh. good guess. Go ahead. Wait. I don't know. Wait, don't tell me. <laughs> He's from Miami. Like, what kind of accent does he have? You can't say from Miami because that's really throwing me off. Where I, is maybe, he? Maybe, yeah, okay. Hang on. I'm going to Google this now because okay, he's, you have to like, because there's no like. Oh, he's French, I, he, I guess. I didn't really know that. I know he oh, lives in David Miami. Guetta. No, no, no. no. Oh. He, he lives in Miami. He's French. Oh, oh my God. DJ Snake. No, 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 oh. no. <laughs> DJ Snake fits every single thing that you just said. I know. Uh, I'm trying to see. Okay. He is from France. Um, uh, I mean, this is going to give it away, but his, his track was Summertime Sadness. Oh, Calvin Harris? No, no. You're thinking of the other. You're thinking of the other. Uh, the, the other Summertime. <laughs> The other yeah, <laughs> wrong summertime song. Summertime. No, Cedric Gervais. Cedric Gervais. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, honestly, can I just say I was yeah. that would have been <laughs> that was a lot of pressure. I, I know. don't ever play this game again. I'm sorry. I, I want to play that game now. I'm going to play that game with other people now. Um, Guess the DJ I'm talking about. But no, and 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 this is this is, and I think it ended up on the cutting room floor. But I remember just like talking to him, like, oh hey, what are you into? And I would talk to a lot of people I interviewed about stuff like that, and he was like, oh yeah, I'm really into like boxing. Mm -hmm. or, or MMA or one of those things. I, say, I don't remember now. But anyway, point is, um, I was like, oh, wow, really? I was like, and it was boxing because he went into this entire thing about 
And it's the thing is like you talk to, to DJs and producers about music and they're just like, oh yeah, you know, I'm very excited about this track and I have this vocalist and they'll give you like the very basic because they have to repeat that stuff over and over and over again. But then I'm like, what are you into? And he talks about like, and like boxing and he's like, and he like his face lit up because I was like, oh, I don't know anything about boxing. Can you explain boxing to someone who doesn't understand? He's like, oh, yeah. And like he lit up and he was so excited and he was like getting up and he was like showing me like, well, if someone stands in this stance and they have to do this. And I was like, this is the most exciting thing that no one is ever going to hear. Yeah, but it was just exciting because like, yeah, like and I'm talking about passions and stuff, but like um People are really passionate. Artists and producers are really passionate about what the music they're making, but it doesn't mean that's their only passion or the only yeah. thing they love in life or the only thing that yeah. excites them. I remember, um, oh man, uh, another one. All right, here's another one. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can tell you, I can tell you the experience because I think you were there. Uh, we were walking out of the YouTube space at Chelsea Market, and I know his name now. I remember, I remember it, but. Uh, and then all of a sudden we got out to the street and we're waiting for like an Uber and all of a sudden here comes like a limo and out pops a film crew and all of a sudden he gets out and we're like, what the, because I just talked to him earlier the day. He's like, I vaguely, I remember this, but I don't remember like, who it was. Yo, dude, I'm here to get, I'm here to get tacos. It was Dioro. <laughs> Dioro, I remember that. That was the most insane thing. <laughs> it's like that was, that was the most insane experience because there's like this really, really good taco place at Chelsea, Chelsea Market, Market yeah. that everyone is into. I remember like the chain smokers used to talk about it all the time. Yeah. It was like their favorite spot. And, um... And we're just like out there and we're just like left a, a work thing and we're just waiting for an Uber and it, it, all of a sudden like it's a limo and a film crew and we're like, what the hell is going on? And then out pops Diora with his like little dog is like, oh, yo, dude, we're going to get tacos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy because like what people I, I guess this kind of brings us to the conversation of just like social media. Yeah, because it's like, you know, you, you obviously see all like the the big flashy moments in your yeah. life. And then like you learn about someone and you're like, wow, that person's actually like a little nerd. Like yeah. <laughs> it's like you learn these like little quirks about them and you're like, yeah. wow, like all I see is and, uh, you know, I run into this a lot, too. Like I see people who I haven't seen forever. They're like, wow, your life is so fun. You're life is so amazing you're always at festivals all you do is listen to music right i'm like um no <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. i'm like i'm like not all like i love dance music i love music i it's yeah. it is honestly 75 percent of my life it really is but like it's not 100 percent of my life and yeah. like that's not something i like I, I want to talk about like w w other things that i do and yeah. who i am as a person and that's what we were kind of talking about because i was like you know like sometimes I have to separate myself from like the company I work for because yeah. I'm like, I need to be my own person and I need yeah. to show, show my passion. And I think like what you're doing is such a great way to do it because it's kind of like, you know, you're going to talk to someone like Steve Aoki, who, you know, Steve Aoki as like yeah. this guy who plays bangers and throws yeah. cake in people's faces. But you know, you don't know like what he's doing right now. He's probably sitting in his boxers playing, playing yeah. call of duty right yeah. now. And like, no one knows that. Yeah. And that so. was, that was like, I remember like some of the things that always stuck out for me and you can tell because like, yeah, when, when, when I, when I worked in radio, we like at that time, we like, we, there wasn't like this entire like thing of like marketing plan of like, Oh, we got to get clips out and put them on the internet. It was like, I used to do that. Cause I was like, Oh, I just want people to hear this. I think it's cool. And if you look back at the stuff that I used to cut, it was all stuff about like, 
you know, uh, uh, John Dahlback, uh, like being like, oh, I have a, I have a Call of Duty clan, and like me, him yeah. telling me about like that stuff, or um, even the Chainsmokers. Like I was like, I don't care about the music. Like tell, me. and they were talking to me about like hanging out at like Zed's house and there's like hot tub and stuff. And I was like, that's the more fun stuff. Like I want to hear. Yeah. More and it's about- also something that they don't always talk about. Yeah, you know, it's like it's it, when you keep hearing the same stuff over and over again, it gets a little difficult. So yeah, it's, it's a, it gets a little difficult to be like, okay, yeah, like I, this is I know this, like I, I knew yeah. this already, and I know they have a new song coming out. But there's always like it's it's hard to kind of dig deep with yeah. someone when you, you're like limited to a time. So yeah, I'm excited to see like what else comes from this podcast. I know. And for what it's worth too, I've, uh, I've got, I've said, I've gotten a lot more yeses than I've gotten no's. Uh, or I, at <laughs> this point go for it. Listen, the I worst know. thing that's going to happen is they say no. And I that's know. It. And for what it's worth, I've only gotten one no so far as of <laughs> recording this, but it's should also we, scary. Should we call them out? <laughs> no, I don't want, it's really funny. Cause I think that's my thing is like, I, I, I've said it a few times where like, I, it's really scary because you know, when you work in radio and, and like, I'm the person who picks the music that goes on the radio that was me like what four years ago whatever it was and i'm like yeah but now like there's no incentive benefit for them to pretend to be my friend Mm -hmm. going back to what i said though is like most of the people that we were are friends with or know from the industry like musicians and artists and and djs they are authentic nice people and so that's why i'm saying like i've gotten a lot more yeses than i've gotten no Mm -hmm. um but with that it's like that no also hurts a little bit because yeah. it's like, oh, well, I, I guess I wasn't, you know, and, and you know, I, I think that's the part that's a little scary going into this. But it's also the thing I was that took me several years to get here to do yeah. this is because I was I, like I afraid we, of that. We've, we've been talking about it for such a long time and you're like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. I'm like, Tommy, you just have to just do it, you know, just yeah. get yourself out there and, and do it. And I, I'm so glad that you're doing it. And yeah. you know what? Like this is, it's, I, I already, I, I see a big future for this podcast. Oh, shucks. Just <laughs> the you- same future you saw in me. <laughs> I see it for this podcast. Oh, shucks. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And, uh, and again, thank you for, for doing this. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I, 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 next time you come on, you have to tell us your next, uh, recipe that isn't like oh, a low perfect. carb I'll come, I'll lasagna. come prepared. I'll, I'll yeah. cook as we do this. <laughs> and That's you d- just make me guess DJs the whole time. Yeah. It'll be a new segment. We're going to do a new podcast called cooking while you guess DJs. Yep. Perfect. It's coming soon. Sounds really riveting. That was so much fun catching up with Rita. A lot of people uh, just disconnected right now with everything happening with COVID-19. And it's been really great to just catch up with friends uh, over this podcast. Uh, If you're not subscribed to the podcast already, go do that. Please, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts, it's the 128 Podcast. I'm Tommy West. I'll see you next week.